I had literally just recorded an entire video and hadn't pressed the record on the audio button twice. And so it was flashing at me and I didn't record any of the audio. <sighs> I even like, I was like, oh, that turned out really well. Classic, classic. Oh, well, here we go. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Essential Presents. So a little while ago, someone asked me, they said they're having a, they're having a kind of a crisis because they encountered Jesus and they wanted to get close to Christ. They wanted to become a saint, they said. But they said they're having some hesitations because it seems like if you become a saint, you're gonna suffer a lot, right? They said, it seems like if you get close to God, I, you're gonna have extra suffering in your life. And they said, I don't know if I want that. And I thought, that's really smart. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that too. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> paid attention to the lives of the saints. Sometimes it's like, whoa, they just, they, really carried a lot of, they, the crosses they carried would cr demolish me. I mean, it would crush me to pieces. And I think like, I don't know if I want that. In fact, I think it was St. Teresa of Avila who at one point, she was traveling somewhere. I think she was, she was probably serving the Lord somehow. And she had fallen into a puddle and she looks up to the Lord in prayer. And she says, Lord, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few, that kind of a situation. And so it's that sense of like, okay, if I get close to Jesus, if I pursue becoming a saint, Will I, be, will I suffer more? And I would say, well, let's, how about two no's and two yeses? So two no's and two yeses. If I strive to be a saint, will I suffer more? How about no? First no is because the saints' lives are marked, yes, marked by suffering, but everyone's life is marked by suffering. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just the truth. The saints' lives are marked by pain, but everyone's life is marked by pain. Um, in fact, I remember hearing someone say this, I think it was in high school, it just stuck with me. It was during a time where there were a lot of Catholic schools, high schools and Catholic colleges that were redecorating, we'll say, and they were taking the crosses or crucifixes out of classrooms. Um, it's kind of customary in, as Catholics to have crucifixes all over the place. He said, here's the problem. You can take the cross out of your room, but you can't take the cross out of your life. And when these students, when all of us, encounter the cross in our daily lives, we won't know what to do with it. So keep the crucifix on your wall so that when the cross shows up in your, in your life, you, you know what to do with it. And that's the thing, right? Is it so powerful is to have a crucifix very close at hand to realize, okay, wait, that's what love looks like. And that's how much I'm loved. So the first no is because saints experience the joy of that. Again, saints experience joy, not just imaginary joy, not just like churchy joy, they experience real joy. Why? Because if they kept the crucifix close to them, they say, wait, that's how much I'm loved? No matter what I'm going through, I know I have the Lord God who loves me. And so because of that, you have joy. In fact, that's the promise of Jesus. He says, I want my joy to be in you and your joy to be complete. So if you come close to Jesus, pursue becoming a saint, will you suffer more? Well, in some ways, no, because you'll have more joy. The second way, second no is this, is I find this happens a lot of times with our students, is they'll have a conversion, right? And so they'll start growing in closeness to the Lord, they'll turn their life around, and they're like, wow, I'm worse than I thought. Like they had their first confession, like after being gone for a long time, or maybe the first confession ever if they just became Catholic. And they'll say, I thought all the, the bad stuff was gone, but the closer I get to Jesus, the worse it feels like I'm becoming. And that's a really good question to ask. Like, you know, am I, am I diving more deeply into serious sins? One of the things I notice is it's not necessarily they're doing worse things or they're having, a, they have a worse heart. Oftentimes what it is, is they're just noticing it. 
they're noticing the things that they didn't notice before. Like now that they're looking at God who alone is good, who alone is holy, they're like, oh my gosh, like I am not good. I am not holy. I, Bishop Barron gave a really good example with, about this. He said, imagine if you're driving a car and you're looking through the windshield and you're driving away from the sun. You can look right through that windshield and you just, yeah, just see everything around you. But if you turn around and start driving towards the sun, especially up here in northern Minnesota where we have a lot of salt and, and whatever, you know, just mess on the road, um, you can see as you're driving into the sun, you can hardly see through the windshield because, because you're oriented towards the sun, all of the, the mud and all of the salt, all the grime, all the dirt that's on the windshield is incredibly visible. Now, just because you're driving towards the sun doesn't mean that the dirt's there now. It was there before but you didn't see it. So in some ways, you know, we suffer because we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was doing well. Like, okay, but when I'm oriented towards the Lord, it's not more suffering. It's just, now I can see it. It's not more uh, brokenness in my life. It's just, oh, now I can really experience it because it not, I'm not measuring goodness against the guy next to me. I'm measuring goodness against the only one who is good. Does that make sense? So if I get close to the Lord, will I suffer more? Well, no, because you have joy and no, because maybe it's just you're noticing things. On the other hand, if I decide to pursue the Lord, become a saint, will I suffer more? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. Yes. Why? Because for the most part, we walk through our lives, we do what we want. And we just kind of, I mean, yeah, we have people we have to answer to and we have limitations on all of our lives. But when it comes to serving the Lord, what that means is it means doing his will. It means saying no to myself. What did Jesus say? You cannot be my disciple unless you deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. So I have to deny my own will and say yes to him. That's going to hurt. That's just, there's no way around it. So that's a reality. I have to say no to myself. So is there more suffering? Yeah. Yeah. In that sense, there is. Also, is there more suffering in the sense of uh, being trained by the Father? Yes, the letter to the Hebrews says this. It says, um, what father is there that does not discipline his child? Right before this, the author said, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord. Like, don't, don't run away from it. Uh, don't despise it, but receive it as discipline from your father. Why? Because here's God who is a good dad. Bad parents don't discipline their, ki discipline their kids. Bad parents have this kind of weird pseudo love that might allow their kids to get away with whatever. But your father in heaven wants you and I to have a heart like his. He wants you and I to have a life like Jesus had on this earth. And because of that, it's going to take some discipline. It's going to take some trials and sufferings. But it's not for nothing, right? It's not, it's not trial or suffering for suffering or trial's own sake. It's because the Lord God, as a good dad, is allowing us to undergo a trial or go through some sufferings to make our heart like his, to make our lives be able to live, to look like his son's life. If that makes any sense. The last thing is this. I mean, just if I, if I get close to the Lord, will there be more suffering? <laughs> yes. Why? Jesus' mission was to redeem the world, right? The reason he came to earth is to save the world. And how did he save the world? Did he save the world through his teaching or through his preaching or through his healing? Like those are all good. Those are all incredible. Those are all necessary in, in a sense. But how did he save the world? How did he redeem the world? He did that through his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. And if you and I are going to live like him, if you and I are going to, are going to participate in the redemption of the world, that means yes, sometimes through preaching and teaching and healing and other, all these other really awesome, really great, great things. 
But if we're truly going to participate in the redemption of the world, you know, St. Paul says it. He says, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my body I am making up in my flesh for what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ for the sake of his body, the church. If we're going to participate in that like St. Paul did, that means God's going to do that through our own suffering, our own death, and through our own rising in the power of his Holy Spirit. So, if you strive to become a saint, will you suffer more? In some ways, no, because of joy. In some ways, no, because just just notice things more. And in other ways, yes, saying no to yourself, being disciplined by the Father, trained by the Father, and participating in the Son's redemptive work. But here's the thing, you know, I could focus on the, on the suffering or I could focus on the reason for the suffering. I could focus on the pain or I could suffer on, on the one for whom I am experiencing pain. And that's the whole point, right? It's not how much suffering can you endure, it's love. There are some things worth fighting for, some things worth suffering for. There is someone, the Lord God himself. There's no one greater. So to suffer in order to get close to him, I think it's worth it. No matter what we suffer, to get close to him, to become like him, to get him, there's nothing greater. And I think he's worth it.